the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. We need great faith to have great love. Understanding God's love requires us to look at God's words, so let's pray together first. Avinu Malkenu, our Father, our King, we thank you, O Lord, for you first loved us, but Lord, our response to you is loving you back and loving each person we meet. And so, Father, I pray that this program today will give people a vision for greater love in their lives, that they would exude the love of Messiah, that they would reflect the love of Messiah, that people would see them and really be seeing you, Lord. And so, Father, we pray in the name of Yeshua for a time together where we just not only fall in love with you, Father, but fall in love with the love that you've placed inside of us. So we bless you, we thank you, and praise you in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Okay. First, I'd like to thank all my listeners who are praying for my wife, Pat. Many of you know she was operated on a couple weeks ago for cancer in the lung, and they took out her upper right upper lobe, Uh, of her lung, and the pathology reports seem to indicate that they got all the cancer. So we still have to see an oncologist, but everything looks good. A great present from the Lord for my wife and I's 49th anniversary last week. So I just want to say thank you, Lord, and thank you for all who prayed. Uh, Most of you have friends who are Jewish and uh Pre-believers at that, right? (laughs) Come to our services. Bring a friend at St. Pete, South Tampa, Wesley Chapel, Riverview, or even our Spanish congregation Saturday evening in South Tampa. For more information, go to shoreshdavid.org, shoreshdavid.org. And uh, since our services are Friday and Saturday, we don't compete with your church service. We'd love visitors. Please come. And this next Saturday morning 
is going to be special. Marty Getz will be there um, Saturday morning, 11 p.m., 11 a.m. And if you know Marty and you've heard his music and you've heard him sing and you've just heard his heart, this is going to be an incredibly special time. I'm inviting all of my listeners to come. Of course, if you all came, we'd be pretty crowded. But uh, he is one of the greatest worship, worship leaders in the Messianic movement. He only comes once a year. So come bring your Jewish friends. He has a special uh, anointing for people, Jewish people who don't know the Lord when they hear him. They, they really just love who he is and what he, what he exudes. So please bring your Jewish friends to hear Marty Getz. That, uh, that's February 22nd, um, a week from, well, a little less than a week from today at um, 11 a.m. Okay? We'll see you there. And... Um, Obviously, if you feel this program blesses you, we'd appreciate your financial backing. And I would also mention that we'd love to speak at your church or your Bible study. If you'd call me, we could set up appointments for either myself or one of our uh, rabbis to speak uh, at your location. Uh, for all of this, call Karen at 813 813- Eight three one five six seven three, or you could email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. So last week we looked at love through the eyes of God. This week we're going to look at love through our eyes according to Scripture. So let's look at our love in two ways. First of all, we are to love God. Second of all, we're to love all people. You know, love our neighbor as ourself, and who is our neighbor? And we realize that God is talking about everybody. So, first of all, let's look at love God. In verse 4 of uh, Deuteronomy 6, it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love Adonai your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. These words which I am commanding you today are to be on your heart. You're to teach them diligently to your children and speak of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up. Bind them as a sign of on your hand. They're to be for frontlets between your eyes. Write them on the doorpost of your house and upon your gates. Really, what this is saying, we're supposed to love God 24-7. That's our responsibility. And we're also supposed to share the love of God uh, with our family and everyone we meet, right? So, loving God means his commandments are to be in our heart. Pleasing God shows him that we love him. So, Micah 6.8 gives us an understanding of that. It says, he has told you, humanity, what is good. And what Adonai is seeking from you, only to practice justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. So we love God by letting, uh, by not being partial in practicing justice. We love God by loving mercy, and we love God by showing humility. These are requirements uh, of God for our fellow man. And, and our fellow man should be recipients of our love. 
We can't love in a vacuum. There must be a recipient of our love, and we don't even have to like them. We love because Yeshua loved us first, because God loved us first. First John 4.19, right? And Yeshua was asked which commandment was the greatest. He answered in Matthew um, 22, verse 37, You shall love Adonai your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And then as we'll look at the other kind of love, it says after that, the second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The entire Torah and prophets hang on these two commandments. God really wants us to know how simple this is. He wants us to love. All our service for God must flow from these two commandments to love. Without love, our service is like a clanging cymbal. Now, why did God feel loved by King David? King David sinned, but he repented, and he sought to see the relationship between, between him and God reconciled. And even after his son died, he worshiped God rather than blamed God. So how do we show God our love? We give him our time, right? In Second Chronicles 16, 9, it says, For the eyes of Adonai range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are wholly his. Your heart is wholly his when you give him your time, your talents, your finances, your praise, your thanksgiving, your obedience, our willingness to seek after his character, the fruits of the Spirit, humility, honesty, integrity. You remember scripture in in 1 Samuel 16, 7, right? For he does not see a man as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but Adonai looks into the heart. So, and our willingness to love all children. You know, these are how we show God our love. So as we transition to our love uh, for, for God to our love for people, we have to realize that we are to even love our enemies. Amazing example of this, again, is with King David. First Samuel 24, 24 says, uh, verse 1 says this, Now when Saul returned from pursuing the Philistines, they told him, saying, Look, David is in the wilderness of Engadi. So Saul took 3,000 chosen men from all Israel, went to search for David and his men near the rocks of the mountain goats. When he came across the sheepfolds along the way where there was a cave, Saul went in to relieve himself. Now David and his men were already sitting in the innermost parts of the cave. So David's men said to him, look, it's the day Adonai spoke to you about. Behold, I will deliver your enemy into your hand, so you may do to him as seems good in your eyes. Then David crept and cut off the corner of Saul's robe, stealthily. Now, before I go on in this scripture, so you can see that 
Saul was an enemy, and the reason he was an enemy was he was trying to king uh, kill David. So let's pick it up in verse 5. But afterward, David's conscience bothered him for cutting off the edge of Saul's robe. So he said to his fellow men, Adonai forbid that I should do such a thing to my Lord. Adonai's anointed, stretching out my hand against him, for he is Adonai's anointed. So David persuaded his fellow men with these words and did not let them rise against Saul. Then Saul left the cave and went on his way. So even the cutting of his robe bothered David. That's how much he loved God, that he understood the authority of God and and how he was supposed to serve God and not serve man. So in verse 8, as we continue, David also rose afterward, went out of the cave and called after Saul, saying, My Lord, the king! When Saul looked behind him, David bowed with his face to the earth and prostrated himself. Then David said to Saul, Why do you listen to men's words, saying, Look, David intends you harm. Look, today your own eyes should see how Adonai delivered you today into my hand in the cave. Some urged me to kill you, but my eye had pity on you, and I said, I will not stretch out my hand against my Lord, for he is Adonai's anointed. Moreover, my father, see, yes, look at the corner of your robe in my hand, for in cutting off the corner of your robe, yet not killing you, you should know and realize that there is no evil or rebellion in my hand. I haven't sinned against you, even though you are lying in wait for my life to take it. May Adonai judge between me and you, and may Adonai avenge me of you, but my hand will not be against you. Now, I don't think we generally think of this scripture as a love scripture, but I see it as a love scripture. King David, well, at this point, David, loves God so much that this is how he treats an enemy. And actually, this is a special enemy because this enemy is anointed by God to be king. So I, I want you to think who in your life is an enemy and are you loving that person? Look, the most difficult thing is to love someone who's your enemy, someone who hates you, So can you think of anybody in your life that you consider an enemy or somebody who hates you? I can think of someone in in my life who seems to hate me. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. He probably would say he doesn't, but his actions seem to indicate a strong dislike for me. I work hard at loving him and showing him love and showing him respect. Some of you who are very politically minded might might not like my next example. For those of you who watched or heard about the president's prayer breakfast last week, would it not have been beautiful if President Trump showed love and respect and forgiveness to Nancy Pelosi and the Democratic Party? 
Now, some of you probably are saying she got what she deserved. Hopefully, you understand that Yeshua would not have us say that. Yeshua would show us that we are to forgive and to reconcile. It doesn't mean we're going to become best buds, right? It doesn't mean we're go- we have to like the person, but it does mean we have to show them the love of God. And then, unfortunately, President Trump joked about it and said something like, well, I'm not there yet, indicates that is the truth. President Trump is not there yet. He's not willing to forgive. But as a believer and somebody who has dedicated their lives to the Lord, are you going to follow President Trump's model or are you going to follow the model of Yeshua? This is a really difficult question because I know how, how hard it is for you and I uh, to deal with this area when we feel so emotional about it. To love does not mean to agree with. To love doesn't mean to like. But love does require you to love, or God does require you, to love everyone. So in that case, well, what are the characteristics of love? What does love look like? I always like to get to the the common denominator, that lowest understanding, so that we can really get a sense of it. But first, let's read the love paragraph. (laughs) 1 Corinthians 14, 4 through 8. Love is patient. Love is kind, it does not envy, it does not brag, it is not puffed up, it does not behave inappropriately, it does not seek its own way, it is not provoked, it keeps no record of wrong, it does not rejoice over injustice, but rejoices in the truth, it bears all things, it believes all things, it hopes all things, it endures all things, love never fails. Well, we've read it. Now, let's look at the scripture. Let's take it apart a bit. Okay, you ready? (laughs) And I'm sure you're not ready because the first thing it says is love is patient. How many of you agree with me that is so difficult? Patience. I struggle with patience with my wife. The people I'm closest with, I struggle with patience. I'm getting better, though. I've got to admit. So, love is patient. It means that we don't get upset with people. We're slow to get angry. That's what patience is. We cut them slack, right? Our mood, our facial expressions, our voice inflections, and the words that we use are not going to be impatient. They are going to show love. Wow. Now, I'm not telling you this because I've, I've mastered it. <laughs> no, I have not mastered this. But because I know this is one of my difficulties, I'm working so much harder to make this reality. Because I love 
God. And so that means that I take a great scripture like Psalm 37, 7 through 9, and I just try and speak it into my spirit. It says, be still before Adonai and wait patiently for him. Do not fret over one prospering in his way, over one carrying out wicked schemes. Put away anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret. It only leads to doing evil, for evildoers will cut off, be cut off, but those who wait for Adonai, they will inherit the land. Now, as we wait patiently for Adonai, we will inherit the land. But I want you to see if you can relate to this thing. Do not fret. You know, do not be anxious. Okay? Because when we're anxious, we become impatient, right? So... It says, do not fret, it only leads to doing evil. Do you know that when you're anxious, when you worry and you become impatient, you then do evil? Yeah, in the sight of God, you are doing evil. Now, I know this is difficult for you to swallow because you think of of evil as when you kill or when you um, lie to somebody or when you uh, steal or something like that. But God is saying, first of all, that love is patient. I mean, part of love is being patient. And secondly, he's saying that it is evil if you're not patient. The silence is for you to think, okay? Who are we most impatient with? I would say our loved ones, but also those people who make a mistake, those people who repeat a mistake. That's called imperfections, by the way. Those who need to grow yet. The person who hurts you. Patience is the art of of continuing to forgive. Let me say this again to you. Patience is the art of continuing to forgive. Now, we have a bunch more to talk about next week as to what love is, because as you know, there are a lot more characteristics of love. But even if you only think about this one of patience, I think you will really Um, hear from God as to how you can get better in this, I think, most challenging area. And I challenge you to respond to loving God and loving your neighbor by being more patient and praying about it. Pray for your family, your friends, your co-workers, your congregation, your community, your country, our country. And, And look, pray for the people who get you impatient (laughs) when you know the love of god you must respond with serious prayer serious prayer will help you be patient look uh, i still am offering uh the prayer card to build your faith if you're interested in that i have a a kind of acute dialogue uh between a customer and a tech support person on the subject of love it's called installing love if you want either of these we'll email it to you just please 
call Karen at 813-831-5673. I just want to mention once again that Marty Getz will be here this coming Saturday at 11 a.m. in our synagogue. Come, you are going to have such an amazing time, but you'll have an even better time if you bring Jewish people who don't know the Lord. So come this Saturday at 11. We would love to have you there. And for more information about uh, coming feasts and speakers and anything else, call Karen at 813-831-5673. I just pray that the heart of Messiah will be your heart this day as we close in prayer. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. 